We have a liftoff. We have a liftoff. We have a connection. It's amazing. Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome to the In Crowd. Listeners to Rewound Radio. Time for another one of these shows. Who's this guy anyway? John Wolfert. Rockin' and rollin' Rewound Radio. Let's, uh, let's open up the segment with this. Well, actually, it's special guests, plural, because I am very, very happy to welcome Trella Hart and Abby Holmes to Rewound Radio. Hi, guys. Hi, John. Ooh, I can hear them and everything. <laughs> so, so far, so good. All right. Well, now... Some of you, of course, know who these ladies are, and uh, some of you will as soon as I play you some examples of, uh, of things that they've done. So uh, just, just to uh, start off with, with Trella Hart, Trella Hart is the voice you hear singing this. Trella is the voice that you heard singing this. Let the good times roll. Get it in your soul. Let's have some good times. Fun. Get the groove on down. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to get it all. Look here now. Radio One Music on BBC. By the way, Jingle fans, I, I hope you realize that Pam's actually sold the BBC London Bridge is Falling Down because that's the melody that they used. Yes, they <laughs> Well, hi, Trella. Hi, John. Welcome to Rewound Radio. Well, thank you very much. Welcome to the Jingle Palace, as we, <laughs> as we call it. Well, that it is. And uh, so, so let me just get this out of the way first because this is one of the first questions I ever asked you when we first met. Oh, really? <laughs> is Trella your real name? <laughs> It is my real name. It absolutely it, is. It is. My mother wanted to name me something special. And so she, I waited. I, I, they didn't name me for a week because the and special name didn't come along until somebody said Trella. <laughs> and, and you also said to me years ago, who would name a little baby Trella? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, it's not a stage name. None of us no. here are using stage names. No, we're all, I we're, never have. We are, we are all for real. Mm -hmm. Well, one of, the, one of the questions that I am often asked is where do you find the singers or where do the singers come from or you know how does a singer get into singing jingles how does that happen and i try to explain that everybody has a different story everybody's path is different uh it's not like there's a university of jingle singing that cranks out these people everybody comes to it a, a different way and uh in in your case trella i know you know you were in indiana right and uh, you, you came down to Dallas, not initially to sing jingles. What, what brought you to Dallas in the first place? Uh, well, I was working with, I uh, worked with Don Jacoby's Orchestra. Well, it was, an, it was a band. It was a three-horn band. <laughs> and, and an excellent one, by the way. And we came here to, uh, this was the first job I ever worked with him. And at the Cabana Hotel which um, is no longer the Cabana, but uh, in in Nero's Nook, which was the, um, uh, they have a, a big showroom and then a lounge, and this was the lounge. And so that that's what got me here. And during that time, while we were here for like on location for maybe, I don't know, a couple of months, I think, um, Tom Merriman came in and asked me to sing um, a commercial for Pearl Beer, which was the first uh, thing I ever did here in this town. So uh, when we left and went on to New Orleans, I, I thought, well, you know, this would be a good place for me to come back to and actually live and get off of the road. And so that's kind of what happened. Cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, how did it come to pass 
that you uh, ended up doing uh, all of these packages at Pam's, though, because I, b I believe for a while you were exclusive to Pam's at, at first. Right, I was. Um, well, I, when I came, let's see, um, I was working in a club. I'd already moved here uh, in, this would have been 1966, and uh, working in the club village, uh, which is no longer, nothing's any longer. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he came in. Bill Meeks came in one night. And I guess he had heard, you know, go over there and listen to these people. Because we were all on, off the road, you know. And it was a big, loud group. And it, it was a good show. And um, so he decided that it would be nice, maybe, to put me on um, under contract. for. So I, I signed a two-year contract with him. And got paid to learn the jingle business, and uh, it, it was it had a salary. I could do things, and I, you know, was just on call. It was just great. It was it was a perfect way to go into a city, cool like this. Cool. Well, without trying to embarrass you in any way, but this is all genuine. Uh, I first heard your voice. On uh, on those WABC jingles right. because I I was still you know in in school in New York and and right. WABC started playing those jingles and your voice let me see if I can if I can describe your voice to oh, you oh that would be interesting <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, I mean it was great it still is great uh, it was youthful without sounding like a teenager it was vivacious and uh, effervescent without sounding phony uh you're you're just a a genuinely authentic happy bubbly person <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and, and it comes and it comes across in the jingles and i think that unique sound especially in 1966 or 7 when those packages came out uh, just, just really uh, fit with the with the vitality and the energy of the top forty radio stations, and you'd have screaming disc jockeys, and then you'd have this bubbly singer come on, and it, it was all just a, a really good fit. Now, well, thank you. The, that's that's an interesting assessment, and I'm <laughs> glad to hear it. <laughs> well, one thing that I've wondered about that countless people have wondered about through the years is uh, one of the first packages that you actually did for Pam's was Series 32. That was the one before the Fun Vibrations that right. we played a, a minute ago. And um, let me play one of those for folks. Okay. Swizzle, oh, let the good times roll. Swizzle, oh, let it fill your soul. Excitement and there's plenty of. Come on now and be where all the people be. Let the good times roll. What in the world is a swizzle? <laughs> I have no idea to this day. You know, when Bill would, uh, when he would create another package, it, he would get everybody together. Everybody who's going to be in it or around it or anything would get, come to the meetings and we'd think of crazy things. And, he, uh, you know, he was an innovator of sorts, I think. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was a crazy, wonderful guy. And... Uh, and so somebody came up with that. Something, he just wanted something sizzly and I don't know what. And at that time, you know, all these effects were coming into being. And uh, so that the word sort of fit the time. And I get that's all I know. Well, and uh, <laughs> an another urban legend is that Toby Arnold, who was the sales manager, I believe, at that time. Yes. Who always had some kind of drink in his hand. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean Pepsi or Coke. <laughs> uh, looked down and looked at his swizzle stick and said, let's just call it swizzle. You know, that may have, that probably was. <laughs> and if it wasn't, it makes a great story. It's a great story. <laughs> and, you know, and, and as David Letterman once said on his show, you know, no, we're not under oath here. So. 
That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah, so, so many people have wondered what that was all about. And some stations actually went with that, and some stations changed it to something else. Oh, but, uh, yeah. but it was, I believe, originally made for WKNR in Detroit, wasn't it? It was. And, 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 and they had some kind of a party to, to kick it off, and you were there singing it live. Is that right? That's exactly right, yeah. And how weird was it to be singing jingles live <laughs> on a stage full of, with people uh, full of people and just these little ditties it was different for me but I, I it was great very strange very strange okay <laughs> well we are going to come back and and pick up your story in just a minute but okay. uh, but i also want to welcome abby yes hi, thank you hi abby hi john well so your story uh as far as how you started singing jingles uh is a little bit different um because you are from here are you not yes i'm from the dallas area and uh let's move the mic a little oh, bit closer yes. or you can move closer to okay, it there, yeah there okay. you go um and uh you know i know you you'd always you've always been musical and uh, we'll talk about that in a second but how did it come to pass that uh you know you were in bands and you were you were doing stuff how did it come to pass that you uh, set foot into Pam's and, and started singing on commercials and jingles and stuff? Well, in 1971, I was working at the Hilton Inn uh, six nights a week. That, those were the days uh, when you could get a job for six nights a week. Right. <laughs> they aren't really around anymore. But I was lucky enough to have been singing when Chris Kershaw, another wonderful singer from Jam uh, Days, uh, came in and recruited me asked me to come in. It was very similar to mm -hmm. Trella's story, which works for me because mm -hmm. I always wanted to be just like Trella. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so our, our situations were very similar. Uh, he asked me to come in and sing in uh, Studio B, or C, C. <laughs> C. Studio C, and I sang with, I remember singing with Chris and Cheryl, and I, I, I cannot remember the other singers that were there, unfortunately, uh, two young men, and uh, we, we sang, we were singing some rock and pop and uh, some wonderful jingles that Chris Kershaw, who was uh, also fairly new to the business, uh, had written, and uh, John, you were the engineer. <laughs> I know you I know. remember. <laughs> I do. I do. I remember the the first time I met you. Now, I I think we've been in this uh, silly jingle business about the same time. I I may have gotten there a year or so before you. That sounds and, right. And Chris uh, started at Pam's maybe a year or so before me. So we're all pretty much in the same little right. time bubble there. Right. And right. and at that time, I think Pam's uh, one of the ideas for Studio C, which was a secondary studio that they had, uh, you know, they were, they were trying to come up with a, a younger sound, a different line of jingles, because, of course, you know, the, the big seven-voice group was working in Studio A all the time, and, and that was one sound. And they were trying to come up with, okay, but these stations that want something different, or if we've already sold something to one station in the market, we need something that sounds different to uh, to sell to the other guys mm -hmm. across the street. Right. And, uh, you know, early on, I think you were part of, of that effort, singing with the younger singers like Chris and Cheryl and, and everybody else. I, sh I should uh, just... Uh, to make sure that everybody knows your voice, I uh, should have played this before yes. I started talking to you. So frequent and regular listener, listeners to Rewound Radio will recognize Abby as this voice. It's not how old it is. At RewoundRadio.com, it's how good it is. That's Abby singing that. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, here's one uh, that is uh, pretty famous in the U.K. in particular, and uh, Abby is the only voice on this. So that's Abby doing the, the melody, and all, they're embarrassed. This is good. And, and, and let me embarrass you even even more. That, that, Might as well. That, that jingle I just played for BBC Radio 1 
was one that we did in 1976. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and last year, in 2017, Radio 1 was celebrating their 50th birthday. So we did some special jingles for that. And uh, Abby came in and we re-sang that same jingle. What is that? 42, 3, <laughs> 1 years <laughs> later. Years. <laughs> and, and here's the same person decades later. So you still got it. Thank you, John. <laughs> you you just can't you. Get, you just can't get rid of it. You still you still got it. And uh, and as long as we're playing BBC jingles, let me play this other one, which um, is a good example of another side of your of your voice, a, l- a little more uh, jazz oriented thing that we did for BBC Radio Two. Very nice. I like that one. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a nice jingle. It, 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 it is. It's, huh? very, it's very, very nice. And so um, before you ever got to Pam's uh, and started singing on sessions and doing jingles and, and things like that, you actually had a record out, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> a little 45. A little 45. And how old were you when you did this? I was 13. Wow. And it was quite a, an experience for me. Got to go downtown and sing at Cellar Studio in downtown Dallas. And yes, Trella's I've been there. has been there. <laughs> <Yes>. Done that. <laughs> and uh, it was quite an experience for me. I, I was so fortunate. <laughs> well, I think we need to hear a little bit of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because okay. this is, this, this is exactly it. the kind of song that you would hear on Rewound Radio. <laughs> and this does exist as a, as a single. You know, there, there are several people who've put this up on YouTube and, and taken a picture of the record label so so oh, just uh, just for a minute yeah. here listen to 13 year old now this was under your maiden name of course because yes. you were 13 yes so this is uh this was labeled as abby anderson correct, correct. That's okay right. but uh, here's a little bit of of the future jingle singer abby singing her song sitting in the balcony if you ask me
have to say for yourself. Well, that's the most airplay that that song has gotten in 55 years. I appreciate it. Once every 55 years, we should play it. Well, there you go. A little, little bit of a Texas accent in that Quite one. Quite a bit. And the jingle business hopefully got rid of some of it. But I, there's still a little there, as most people can probably tell. Yeah, really. So so how did somebody think to... How, how did you get uh, drafted to... to sing that to be the teen pop idol <laughs> oh, well, well it, it's probably not too interesting but actually uh, my piano teacher's son was involved in the business and uh, they he had he and another uh, man had started a, <clears throat> a label called um, night records yeah and had a few recordings k-n-i-g-h-t and uh, apparently there's a little history there that i was unaware of but because i was just excited to be a kid in the studio getting to live my dream. Of course. Because at that point, I already knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> well, that, that, that was a treat to hear that. And, uh, and, and, it's still, and it's still hard to believe that that's the same little girl that grew up to sing this. So you've you definitely uh, matured a bit. <laughs> well, you would certainly no. think, think so. Anyway. Yes, well, so um, somewhat. So so anyway, so back to uh, back to singing the jingles now. Uh, I am tr always trying to explain to people what it takes to be able to uh, to do this and. Uh, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, people tell me I have a nice voice. I want to sing jingles. Well, it's not that simple, is it? No, it isn't. Because if it was, everybody could do it and everybody can't do it. So, <laughs> you know, you, maybe, maybe you guys can explain a little bit about what it's like to be in a session and, and what it takes uh, to just just to get things done in a reasonable amount of time and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, okay, so, so Trello, when you were doing your, your uh, famous jingles and things at, at Pam's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if it, was a, if it was a jingle that featured you and, uh, let's say, the, the guys, it's, you know, these days that would probably be done separately and you'd come in afterwards and overdub your part but back then because just of the way things were and they didn't have that many tracks on the tape to to play with you were all in there together weren't yes, you yes we were most of the time that's true and and how was how was that was it was it funny was it tense was it how did everybody get along there everybody got along fine really the guys were very nice to me and knowing that i i that it was new to me that kind of because you have to be so precise, and your enunciation is a, a real deal. I, would that be my phone? It's somebody. <laughs> I'm not sure I would turn it off. Someone's calling you saying, I'm listening to you on a podcast. Yes, yes. Well, we are, we are getting those messages. But, uh, but anyway, okay. carry on. Well, so. you know... Um, it, it was. It was. It was a totally different experience, and I, I, that's the thing about that I got a, a, a leg up on, so to speak, because I was, I was absolutely paid to learn this craft, and it is a craft. You, there is, there are tricks to it, and uh, it, little curls that you put on the ends of things that you just it, in real life you don't do that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was an experience, and, and and you're right, not everybody can do it. Plus, you know, there, there's a lot of other things. If you're singing with a group or with other yes. people, you all have to, you know, enunciate the words the same and, exactly. and uh, the rhythm. You all have to do it in the same rhythm. And that's, that's over and above just singing your notes right. I mean, that's, that, right. That, that's a basic thing. And you have to be able to blend. Now, if, if you're doing a solo, you can have a little more leeway to show some personality. Yeah. But, if, but if you're in a group, right. um, you know, it, it's a whole different thing. Now, Abby... Abby has uh, has sung lead in the in the jam group uh, for for decades. Oh, I know. And and has yeah. sung and has sung uh, other parts other than lead in different kinds of groups as well. 
So, you know, t- talk a little bit about the, the sight reading aspect of this. I mean, you know, uh, the singers come in and, and you see a, a piece of music that you've never seen before. It's all written out, of course. And you see a piece of music that you've never seen before and you don't have 20 minutes to go off in the corner and learn it or right. have somebody play it to you on the piano. How, how does that work? It's expected that you are able to read the music uh, at least by the second uh, take. Uh, you should have all of your notes and ready to go. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have sung with the same people for so long that we it's uh, just second nature for us to, uh, a lot of it is feel. Uh, we take the skills that we've learned and we get to add, add to that, uh, be in the moment a little bit. And I'm still thrilled by... Uh, uh, that chord that is sung so perfectly that there are overtones that still give me chill bumps to this day. And uh, I'm just so privileged to get to sing with great singers. But yes, uh, a basic uh, knowledge of theory and then uh, a lot of learning on the job through the years. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. And like, and like I said, the, the jingle singers uh, that we use today, uh, you know, they, they all have different backgrounds. I mean... Uh, uh, you know, Rosanna is a jazz vocal professor at the University of North mm-hmm. Texas, and uh, we have you know other singers who are uh, the uh, you know musical directors for their churches or whatever. And some people write and arrange things on the side. It's it's a very musical group, and it's uh, it's not just a random collection of singers by any means. No, no. Now, and now I have uh, gotten over the past several days some questions that people would like me to pose to you and one of these uh which comes from bob dinan in the uk i think he gets all of his good ideas from jeffy b uh he uh sent in a few questions and one of which ties into what we were just talking about says being part of a group of singers who are so precise and so assured in their abilities for new singers joining the group do you have memories of early nerves or how it felt to be a newcomer how was that did, did would you either did you well, uh, I, yes I, were you a course. little bit intimidated at uh, first or at first I was of course yeah but um, I tried not to show it <laughs> <laughs> and, and and just you do learn on the job uh, or at least I did mm-hmm. it was like you have to and and the like I said the guys were so good to me because that first package was uh, me. Uh, all the solo things and singing with the group too but it was guys and i think dan alexander and frank and marv and marv shaw mm-hmm. for sure yeah. yeah and i mean do do you feel at any point you know or or do do you think the singers in general feel at any point that uh you know if they're if they make a mistake or if they get a wrong note or, or screw something up do you do you get the feeling that oh I'm letting everybody down and now we have to do it again? I mean, yes, a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Well, except I know, that everyone does now and yeah. then, and That's... if if everyone has about the same amount of mistakes, that makes it easier. <laughs> when you do make a mistake, you're kind of hoping someone else might the next time. <laughs> yeah, but also you know part of the chemistry of putting a good vocal group together is you know people who who get along. And, you know, yes. and realize it's a group effort and just laugh it off or, or don't even say anything. And, and what I've noticed, which is, which is always uh, great, is that, you know, at least, at least here, I can't speak to other companies or other studios, but at least here, if somebody does make a mistake and, and say nobody notices it, they feel perfectly free to raise their hand and say, I need to do that again. Of course, right. because yeah. we want it to be as good as it can be. And there you each go. one of us needs to be responsible for our own uh, performance. And that's a wonderful thing. Okay, yes. now I uh, played a couple of uh, jingles that Abby sang separated by decades. Now it's time to, now it's time to embarrass Trella. So, oh so uh, <laughs> let, let me play you, and, and I played this a little while ago, let me, just to refresh everybody's memory. Let me play again this WABC jingle from 1967. How do you make your voice do that? Okay, well, in 2001, 
when Sirius, uh, or rather XM Radio, uh, which is uh, which was the the nation's first satellite uh, delivered yes. service, and uh, when when XM Radio under the direction of Lee Abrams. Uh, set up, and they decided that they were going to have channels dedicated to each decade of music, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And, and he was a big believer in the jingles, and he wanted the authentic Pam's jingles, which, you know, at that point uh, we had. And so we recreated, well, we didn't recreate the jingles, we resang the jingles for XM Radio, and one of those jingles was that one. So here's Trella revisiting her 1967 hit in 2001. Oh, goodness. And, uh, wait a minute. Sorry about that. Oh. Wrong button. Here we go. First National Radio, the nation station in 60s on 6. XM Radio, it's fun! <laughs> So apparently you could, good grief. Apparently, it's not fun. apparently you could still make your voice do that I all can those still decades make later. My voice do it's, that. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> now, Talent. now another thing. So, so what I'm getting at is you guys are really consist have been really consistently oh. great all all of this time. Well, so, thank, thank you. you. So now, same to you. One, yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, one of the things that. Um, was always kind of amusing to me is there there was a jingle in that same collection which was just you laughing <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you to identify who the male voice in this is if oh. you remember I know who it is okay. but uh, this this was another jingle that was used by WABC and you had such I said had you have such an infectious wonderful laugh <laughs> There it is. She does. See, it just comes out of her. It's amazing uh, that they were able to uh, to use this this jingle. Of course, the DJs would jump on top of it and make funny comments and stuff. But but here's Trella laughing. Seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? I don't think I do. Bill Meeks. <gasps> you know, I was going to say that, but I thought, uh, but I didn't it remember. Was uh, it was Bill. It yeah. was the, it was the it, only time. It was, yeah. the, you know, he never sang on any other uh -uh. cuts on that uh, package. Amazing. It so, sounded like him, but I don't remember it. It, it was oh, it was Bill. So, so how hard was it to sit in a studio and laugh seductively uh, and and joyously for hours? I tell you, sometimes I'd go in early, you know, and it would be like nine o'clock in the morning or ten, and the first thing I'd have to do is just go in and laugh cold. Go into the studio by myself. The rest of them were doing coffee and stuff, and they'd make me laugh. <laughs> and, you know, they'd pick out parts they liked and put it on things and carts to plug in. <laughs> wow. DJ shouts. I could swear it was yes. real laughter when oh, I heard yes. that. I believe it was real. Oh, it, it, it was. And so, yeah. so on to that point. <laughs> One of the things that, uh, and, and by the way, uh, welcome to Rewound Radio. If you're just uh, now joining us, this is John Wolfert live in Dallas with Trella Hart and Abby Holmes talking about uh, jingles and singing jingles and little jingle history here. So because everybody was in love with your laugh and your, and your voice, it was a pretty standard thing uh, when somebody came down to get jingles, uh, they would kind of, I guess, keep you behind after the session and give you a list of, like, DJ names to scream right. or shout or, or, right. or whatever. <laughs> now, just as an example of that, okay, <laughs> here is a, a little bit of the, the unedited session uh, when you were doing this for the DJs at WABC, oh, which yeah. was, you know, mm -hmm. the most important uh, account to mm -hmm. have for anybody at that time. That's right. And uh, this is this is... Trella alone in the studio <laughs> make, making these things. And then, since this was the last name on the list, 
you said a couple of things afterwards, so so keep keep listening. Chuck Leonard. <laughs> oh, Chuck. <laughs> oh yeah, Chuck. <laughs> oh, you see what what they got you here? You you laugh whether you like it or not. <laughs> yes, I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I guess, I guess right. after, I guess after a whole morning of of laughing, you need <laughs> you need a little break. So anyway, oh, but um, now now how fun was it, or was it, uh, you know, to go from being a singer uh, with a band yeah. to all of a sudden hearing yourself on the biggest radio stations in the country? Was that cool did you even know was it kind of an ego boost or were you not even really aware of where these little jingles went after you finished with them all of the above (laughs) (laughs) all of that yeah uh no i wasn't aware of where all they went and uh but but um yeah, it was interesting. It was fun to be driving down the road, especially because that's where I always listened to the radio. And here myself, uh, coming back, you know, I'm sure you've experienced it too, yes. Abby. Oh, it's fun. You know, a lot of times. Uh-huh. Jingles and commercials. And, okay. You know. I was just about to mention that, uh, you know, after you did those two big, successful, famous packages at Pam's, you then went on and you sang jingles uh, for other producers as well. And you sang uh, station IDs. Uh, I I know you sang on a a few cuts, uh, you know, for Tom Merriman at TM. You sang on, uh, I think you sang some stuff for Tommy Gwynn for Gwynn Sound Productions and and a bunch of other things, including the occasional commercial, which which people might recall. So uh, did you guys know that you were hearing Trella Hart when you heard this? Yeah. So how right. so how cool is that? You know, it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so forth. So unlike uh, Abby, who started with a record, right, and then went into jingles, <laughs> you started with the jingles, and then there was a record. Yes. <laughs> now now here is my question. We're, we're going to play just maybe a minute of this just mm-hmm. to give people an idea. But here is my question to you. Before oh, by the way. Oh yeah. Here it is. Okay. This is my this is my copy, okay. which I want you to autograph. By the way, oh, while you're here, <laughs> this is this is uh, on Capitol Records. This is the actual uh, DJ promo copy that came into uh, oh, really? to the radio station. So of course I kept it. It says Trella Hart on it. But here's my question about this song. Given all of the joyful, happy, bubbly, laughy, fun, <laughs> vibration stuff that you did, <laughs> why did they give you the world's most depressing song <laughs> the to sing? I don't understand it. I, 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 I don't joke. understand it. I don't either. It is. It's, it really is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nicely sung, you know. Uh, I think Tom Merriman arranged the strings on it. Yeah. Did. And and whoever mm-hmm. wrote it was uh, obviously <laughs> just listening to everybody's talking at me by uh, Nilsson at the time because right. it has that kind of yeah, feel it to does. it. And uh, you know it's it's a nice little record, but it is the period most period yes. depressing. <laughs> song it truly ever. is. Well, so yeah. so so just just for a minute or so, uh, keep smiling, and we're going to listen to Trella sing <laughs> two little rooms here on Rewound Radio. Me if I did. 
is laughing at this. Another day, another night, it don't seem right, not having fun. Lonely hours turn into weeks, and then another lonely year's Okay, so I listen to this song, and I'm thinking, okay, well, in the last chorus, certainly some guy moves in next door and gives you a wink or something, and then you decide at the end life's worth living, or there has to be some turnaround at the end of this song, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It just stays there. I think a recession was going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so now having said that. This this did get some airplay. I mean, it it, it was did. it was on the chart at uh, KLIF yes. here. Uh-huh. WCFL played it in right. Chicago and some other. And it was stations. bubbling under the Hot 100 of Billboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We, we all kind of bubble down there. <laughs> we from did. Time really. to time. It was very well <laughs> right down there. That's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, you 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 did have your uh, your name on a oh, on a single from Capitol, mm-hmm. which is very very cool. Mm-hmm. And at the time that was done was when, um, oh, what's her name? You did Snowbird. Uh, Anne Murray. Anne Murray. Anne Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capital, she was on Capital too. And uh, they were really kind mm-hmm. of, uh, Capital was uh, toying with, well, I wonder which one of these we're going to put money behind. It's <laughs> kind oh, of what my. it really got down to. And she was kind of already established, I think, with them a little bit. And, and that was a, a it was a, it, that was a kind of a cute tune, actually, Snowbird. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a good tune. So, anyway, they went with her, and I certainly didn't blame them, even <laughs> <Aww>. though. <yeah. laughs> well, uh, I should also point out, since we've been playing a lot of your jingles from the 60s, mm-hmm. that... Uh, Trella didn't disappear after the 60s. In fact, uh, you sang some stuff for us uh, at Jam in the 70s. And uh, I've, that, that after after Two Little uh-huh. Rooms, I decided we needed to uh, cheer the world up and <laughs> Let's do. do something a little... Uh, a little less uh, dire. So, uh, so here's something that Trella sang on... Oops. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you didn't have to shout fun at the no, end. No, I'm glad we're off of that. <laughs> some great, uh, some great musicians on some of these tracks oh, too. Yeah. That's uh, that's Paul Lime on oh, drums, so who great. is mm-hmm. who is just uh, you know started playing jingles for us uh, right off the top, and now has a whole wall full of Grammys and stuff. Ooh, yes, uh, he does. He's, he is amazing, and he, and, and he he played all of those drum intro things which today people would sequence in a machine because they'd say right. no human could play that <laughs> all of those shotgun drum intros that went blah, 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 like that's that right and and he, he was he, he, he played them he, he was awesome yeah. so uh so anyway so mm. here you are and uh so what uh, what you've been doing lately <laughs> 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 have you been uh, still doing some jazz dates and stuff oh, yeah. like that oh yes i do that i'm uh do I'm, this year i'm doing the senior follies again it's a 10-year anniversary and Mark Carroll established it, and I was there helping him with the whole thing, so I'm going to be on it again this year. And then what else am I doing? The fair, and then I'm doing some other dates and parties and stuff. So, so that's what I do. So you you can still hear Trella live. <laughs> She's out there somewhere. <laughs> She's out there having fun. <laughs> having so, fun. So are, <laughs> so, so are these jazz things just like a, like a trio, or is it big band mm-hmm, stuff? Trio. Or, so yeah. kind of like this. No, not kind of like that. So, you see, trying to do this live is uh, oh, it's fun. Is let me let me see if it's I can fun. get yes. Let me see if I can get this. 
now this is this this one isn't going to work. I had okay. a I had a little jazz trio jingle that you oh, did that I was going to oh, really? play, you, but okay. uh, we'll we'll try and we'll try and rescue that a little later. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, I was also wondering whether there was uh, any favorite jingle that you've uh, ever done or sung on and I, I asked both of you this question and you both really didn't have an answer and I totally get that because something that people ask me all the time is so John what's your favorite jingle and it's like you can't name it you know you there's a hundred thousand of them in this building that's right there's probably more than that in my head yes and you know it's like it's like picking your favorite child you you, you don't do that but no. you know there are certainly ones that that you like that uh that stick with you and um I know if I play this uh, that Abby is going to like it. She may not have thought of it when I asked her the question, but um, in the uh, in the 80s, we did a uh, a lot of work for a station in Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah, for a station oh, in thanks for reminding me for a station in São Paulo, Brazil, mm -hmm. called Radio Jovem Pan. And uh, which which means, as best I understand it, Jovang means uh, young, and Pan is uh, kind of a abbreviation of Pan, Pan American or Panamericana. So it was a radio radio Jovang Pan, and uh, they came and and a, and a wonderful man by the name uh, nicknamed Zuza, uh, Jose de Mello was the client who came up here, and he was just a character and, and a great guy, uh, still is, and uh, he had us do, you know, pretty stock standard jam jingles, uh, the usual stuff that you would hear. But then he also wanted some, some things that were very unique and had a sort of a Brazilian touch to it. And, and one of his ideas was to take some popular songs and, and just have the, the, uh, the vocal be not really singing words, just kind of going pa ba 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 boom ba boom la 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 whatever, so that you recognize the, the song and then sing the name of the station at the end. And you, Abby, did uh, many of these uh, along with Bruce Upchurch, yes. who was who was here then. It's a wonderful and, experience. And I, I want to play a couple of these because oh, they are they are so wonderful. Uh, this one uh, and and both of them actually that I that I want to play you. Uh, there's only two voices on these jingles. It's it's Abby and Bruce on lots and lots of tracks, and uh, it sounded like this. It's Thank very, it, it's very singers unlimited ish. Mm -hmm. it is. It is. And by the way, if, actually, there is a third voice. Jim Clancy is on there singing a few bass notes mm -hmm. at the end because I didn't think you could hit the bass. No, note. <laughs> but, we'll leave that uh, to Jim, which he did, did so beautifully. Oh yeah, for for so many years. And mm -hmm. uh, here's another one. This this is one of my favorites. There's one of those chords I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and let, let me also point out that at the time that was sung, they hadn't invented auto-tune. They hadn't invented, and in fact, nobody was using computers to record anything. You couldn't. Yeah. That, that did, wasn't right. a thing that existed. So the fact that that and uh, all the stuff I've played that these ladies sang on is so in tune and so wonderful is a testament to their ability. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you so because much. Because so, so much of the music today is adjusted it is it <laughs> totally is and uh you know it used to be a, 
a prerequisite that you had to actually sing in tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and now, you know, it's more about, you know, how hot are you going to look in the music video? Right. You know, yeah. not, not that you wouldn't, but it's just, well, it's like... you know, a you, lot of focus on that. Right? Yes. <laughs> now. Yeah, ab- that's right. Ab- absolutely right. So, anyway, now, one one last thing to cover here. And uh, again, for folks just joining us, you're listening to Rewound Radio, which I bet you didn't know was a talk station, but all of a sudden it seems to have become one for for this hour. Uh, I'm John Wolford. We're live in Dallas, and our very special guests are Trella Hart and Abby Holmes, who have been singing on the jingles I've been playing you uh, for for years and years, and there is uh, none better. So, thank you. (laughs) So, I frequently try to explain to people that the singers by and large are each you know freelancers i mean it's it's not like there is an organized group of singers and if you want to have a jingle session you you call up the group and they show up in a little minivan and all, you know <laughs> uh, so 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 everybody who who makes jingles are, or every producer i guess you know selects who who they want to have on their team, who they want to have in their vocal group. And so, you know, the even though there is some overlap, you know, there are singers that may sing something at jam, and then, you know, two days later they may sing something somewhere else, but they aren't necessarily with all the same people. So, uh, it, you know, it's not all the same. When, when people say, oh, it doesn't matter where you get your jingles, they're all the same. It's, no, it's not all the same. No. And it, it's not only who you select... But it's what you give them to do, how it's written, how it's recorded, how it's mixed. It's, it's a big chemistry experiment. Oh, yes. <laughs> and when you get it right, uh, you get a, a, a wonderful result. However, every, every now and then, uh, it, it happened that, that a group of singers decided to kind of cling together to market themselves as a group. And you two... Uh, we're in a group of ladies okay. called the Boondock Sisters. <laughs> yes, were you not? We were. I seem to remember it, it was it was you, Abby, and you, Trella, and Lucy Crane, yes, and uh, Betty Zoller. Pierce or Pierce, Zoller, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, the four of you sang on uh, on a lot of commercials. And you sang on some station jingles as well. I mean, how yes. how did how did that come together? For starters. Well, we were singing, we, I don't know what, uh, we sang a lot together uh, over at uh, Sound Techniques and uh, Skip, yes. Skip Frazee gave us our name. He did. Really? Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. And well, we were so sophisticated. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, we just said, well, okay, and it, it just kind of stuck. stuck. <laughs> it did. And uh, so, and we did do some things. We did a show somewhere. We I did downtown, and uh-huh. one of the hotels. And I remember singing "Delta Dawn." Yes, remember that? Well, we had some wonderful arrangements yeah. written by Fred Crane and others. Dave Zoller. Dave Zoller. So, so Fred Crane, fan, uh, amazing pianist, oh, and, yeah. and uh, yes. of course, husband of Lucy Crane. Mm-hmm. Do, just, just for fun, can can you very quickly describe Lucy's physical appearance? Would you? What, 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 what would you, what would do, how would you describe Lucy to someone who had not met her? Lucy was, is, is 4'11", to begin with. And that is, uh, you know, you just can't, um, if you're 4'11", you're 4'11". <laughs> that sort of defines you. You, you kind of look somewhat. like a little girl, maybe, sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she did. Mm-hmm. Well, Blonde well, hair and bangs. Yes. So kind of a little girlish haircut. Right. Well, the reason the reason I I bring that up is because you would never expect the sound that came out of her to come out of that that person. That's and, right. Uh, so true. You know, here here's here's a jingle that 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 Lucy sang on, and okay, well, okay, well, more technical difficulties. Well, all right, we'll get to that, folks. We got to get this stuff fixed. You know, oh. you miss one payment and they turn it off. Oh, what, yeah, what, the what is that all about? But, okay, but anyway, this is important stuff. But anyway, so, but sorry, it's live radio, guys. That's right. You know, but um, anyway, there is uh, one package, uh, a Pam's package that the Boondock Sisters. Uh, sang on yes. called the Great American Music yes. Machine. Mm-hmm. 
and this was kind of a kind of a strange package. Uh, it was uh, initially done uh, for uh, WKBW was one of the original pilot stations for it, and uh, I want to play one cut from that. Not only because you both sang on it, but this is the only jingle that I can think of that all three of us are on. Oh, good. Because there's Sonovox in the middle, and it's me. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, how fabulous. So, uh, so let, let's have a little bit of the Great American Music Machine. The Great American Music Machine. In, oh, yeah. I still do. In, in jingle history yeah. forever. There it is. That's great. That's about uh, as much fun as I've ever had singing. Yeah. It was, and, I enjoyed singing with the ladies so and, much. And what was so unusual about that package is that the rhythm tracks are actually built around machine sounds. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's an old typewriter, an electric typewriter right. is in there. And uh, what, one of my assignments when this... Uh, project was being created one of my assignments was to go out and spend a day recording machines and and, and pam's pam's rented a uh, a very expensive a very expensive portable tape machine a nagra which is what you would use yes. usually to capture location sound on a movie or something and um i spent a day going to different industrial places <clears throat> oh bless you <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> got a dry spot there. Mm -hmm. Trying to capture these sounds, and uh, then we would we would bring that tape back, find good rhythmic ones, and build the music tracks around it. Is that? Is, oh, I'll be darned. I didn't. I didn't really know that, but well, it, it, and <laughs> makes that's sense. How it sounds? Mm -hmm. It sounds like it started with the uh, street noises and, and yeah. you know the mm -hmm. music, the sounds of the city. Right. Yeah, and and. Uh, the most unique one that I remember recording, and, and I don't know how they got me in to, uh, to do that, but there was a place that had the machinery that was used to take uh, film slides mm -hmm. and mount it into those little cardboard uh, yes. holders yeah. that you would get your slides in. And so there was this machine that would, they'd feed in a roll of film and it would cut it, and then it would uh, put it into this uh, cardboard frame, and then it would fold the cardboard frame over, and, and glue it or heat it, whatever, and it made this over and over and over. And I brought that back, and uh, Phil Kelly, who was the drummer on that stuff, you know, he'd hear that, and then he'd start playing along with it, and... Yeah, there you'd have a music track. That's oh, it. So creative. <laughs> it, was. It, it, it was fun. Well, uh, to 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 wrap up this lovely hour, uh, let me ask you, um, or let me remind you, that there are fans of what we do, of what you do. Oh, uh, so there nice. are there are people who who collect them. There are people who appreciate them for their musical value and of course you know their sentimental value yeah that's the jingle i heard when i was growing up people like them for that reason uh there, there's lots of different reasons and and even in this day and age where uh you know jingles have become uh a little less 
uh, creative than they used to be just because of the environment that the broadcast industry finds itself in. Uh, people still enjoy hearing these stories and hearing this old stuff and, uh, and uh, commenting on it and, and trading it and, and, and all, this, all the stuff that, that I was doing in 1967 hearing Trella come out of my radio. So right. <laughs> uh, I want to give you a chance just to say whatever you'd like to say to those folks. Oh, my. Would you like to <laughs> Well, you know, thank you all. I mean, one and all. You guys are, have made it all happen for us, really. And John is a, a part of the fabric of the whole music thing here and the jingle thing. I mean, he's, he's it. <laughs> yes. He is it. He is the final word. Is this kind of like tag? You're it, <laughs> and you are. Well, I appreciate that you're keeping it going. That I jam is uh, yeah. here, and I can come here and sing and uh, feel so at home mm. and uh, be uh, remember who I am and right. who I was. It's such a a large part of my identity and to think that uh, folks appreciate it and listen to it and that it, it touches them in some way is very uh, uh, touching to me thank you so much really john thanks a lot and nobody's ever done it uh, this kind of thing like dallas no. nobody mm. no nowhere that's else. true that Period. is so true that's true it's and uh, jam has always to me had the most musical uh, as a musician um, I enjoy singing mm -hmm. the charts here, and it's such a musical environment. It doesn't feel like a corporate environment. Right. It's always just yeah. been so friendly, and uh, I, I feel so at home here. Great. And love everyone. Boy, is yeah. this not a corporate environment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and thank you for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, um, Creative I'll, just, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, you know, I, I had the great opportunity to work at PAMS mm -hmm. uh, for several years and, you know, as we all did, learn the business, learn what's going on. And, and what I observed was that PAMS was, you know, fantastic creatively and a bit of a wreck business-wise, you know. <laughs> right. And I think, right. I think ev every yeah. single person mm -hmm. in the jingle business has a story about oh, PAMS, uh, right. Bill, <laughs> not going to get into those, but... You know, I later was uh, able to work at some of the other places, and my observation was, okay, these guys are really together business-wise, and they pay their bills, and everything's fine and everything, but it's it's not as creative. It's, it's inhibiting. It's, I don't know what, it's a little too corporate. And so when, when we started, by the way, folks, Mary Lynn has been here this whole time too. She yes. doesn't want she doesn't want to talk Hello. into a microphone. <laughs> okay. Hope, Hi Mary Lynn. I, I hope you heard that because we appreciate that's, you. that's all you're gonna get. But when when we started uh, jam together, you know, my thought was, okay, well how hard how hard can it be to start a place that's creative and also is together enough to pay its bills? I mean it just yeah. I didn't understand why those two could not exist together in one building and that's what we've tried to do all this time well i think you've been very successful yes. at it yeah, <laughs> it's been wonderful i think the yeah. fact that you're a musician john has made the difference uh, and made helps, a big difference yeah. uh, because you come from a musical background and a, a place of a different place than some of the other companies have and that's that's always been evident at jam well mm -hmm. thank you it's it's yeah. it's the it's the focus. It's like, okay, the reason we started this is not because I wanted to have a big company. It's because I wanted to make jingles. Yeah. Because I have, <laughs> I have, you know, the radio background, the jingle collector background, the mm -hmm. the audio part of this always fascinated me, and and and, and everything. So uh, this was just an extension of my interest in the subject. It wasn't, okay, what can we do to start a company that's going to turn a profit and we can have stockholders? No, 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 no. It was like, okay, let's, let's have a company. And, you know, in the, in the beginning, 
we obviously didn't have the kind of facilities we're sitting in today. We we rented studio time when we had stuff to do, and then we got busy, and so we had a studio, and then we got even busier, so we built this building with two studios, and it was, it was all kind of a logical progression, right. but it all serves the original intent, which was, let's make good jingles for people. That's all it is. That's all it was about. So It's very well, evident. So. The fact, the, the fact that some people uh, think that we did it, <laughs> <laughs> you did, you is, did it, is yeah. wonderful. Really so, did. so anyway, I just want you to know that there are there are people out there who appreciate you, uh, what you've done uh, now, what you've done recently, and and the hour that you've spent with us here. It's been so great, and and thank, thank you. you very it's much. It's been a real thank pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. So, thanks to everyone. So we're going to get back to music here on Rewound Radio. Something appropriate, since I have two great singers sitting here with me. Thanks, Trella. Thanks, Abby. Thank you, John. Thank Here's you. Earth, Wind, and Fire going to sing a song. Thanks again so much to uh, Trella and Abby for spending some time with us. And uh, I hope you learned something about what it's like to be on the other side of the glass, as we say, doing the, the singing for all of these radio stations around the world. Thank you to John Mulford and Alan Sniffin of MusicRadio77.com. The nation station is the Apple River. And JohnLightning.com. It's the Apple River.